Hey, my name is Yolanda and welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. Tune in each week as I speak frankly about life experiences from my perspective and offer you a bit of unsolicited advice. Let's take a little time to laugh, to think, and to cry as we tackle some serious topics and some not so serious topics. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. My name is Yolanda. Thanks for joining in. Um, if this is your if this is your first time or uh, your 66th time, welcome. I appreciate each and every one of you. How has everyone been? I feel like I haven't been on here, but I know I've done a, a week last week, but I think I recorded it so early because as I told you all, I was going out of town. So I did it kind of in advance because I wasn't going to be able to record prior to. Um, and it's kind of the same thing this week. I'm going somewhere, but I'm last minute recording and I'll probably uh, end up feeling like this next week, like I didn't record one, but hey, it is what it is. I actually don't have anything for street talk today. I think that I just want to talk about my experience this past week and um, tell you a little bit about what I did. As I told you all before, I'm a school counselor at a high school. And um, if you're in education, probably just like any job, you have to do professional development or people will invite you to kind of get training or information on a product service or just thing that they provide so that you can help to educate the students. So, you know, recruiters come to our school for the military. So you get all different branches. It probably depends on where you are um, and who comes to your school more frequently. So for us, it's Army. And so I'm really close with the Army recruiters. Actually, I call them my coworkers because every time they come by my stop by my office, I have a blast with them. And I really am like happy to see them. It's like your favorite co-worker that works maybe upstairs or a couple of floors up that stops by your section is like what's up and that's kind of how I feel so they recommended me to go on this what they call educators tour and it's of the army it's at Fort Benning uh, which is in Columbus Georgia so that's where I went army paid for everything they flew me out even though you could have driven to Georgia but uh, they could have but they didn't I didn't have to drive nobody came they actually had an escort, so it was like an Uber driver. Somebody came to my house, which was one of the recruiters, and they drove me to the airport. Somebody was there to pick us up and take uh, took us to the hotel, which, again, we had to pay, but we're, we're getting reimbursed for that. So, again, in a sense, they pay for that also, and also some other incidentals, and it was pretty much the whole week last week. So I'm on spring break this week, so essentially I had like two weeks off, and I'm still off, and that's a good feeling, but it was for work purposes and what we would consider professional development. Um, I'm talking about this because one of the recruiters listens to the show sometimes and he was like, you're going to talk about it on your podcast? I was like, you know what? I am probably not for the reason he thinks I'm going to talk about it, but I am going to talk about it. So let me say this out of, again, as I told you, all of the different branches of the military, I will say the army is my favorite. And that's only because I'm biased. Like I said, I enjoy the recruiters and they have done an excellent job on educating me on what the army is all about. Not this was before the tour. My local recruiters do an awesome job, but the tour actually opened my eyes, probably not just to the army. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of different um, branches that are different, 
But I will say if you have children or if you are still of age, which I found out that they're going to actually take the age uh, up some more for entering the military. And now they're going to extend it to 42. Now, uh, I think at the time he told me this, which may have been like a month ago or maybe last month, he said that in six months from that time, which may be like five now, that it would be up to 42. Well, by that time, I'll be 43. So I still miss the cutoff. But if you are of age, then I would definitely consider it. The amount of benefits that you will get from it, um, whether you want to pursue your education, whether you've already gotten your education and you want some loan reimbursements and different things like that. There's just so many benefits, not just for you, but your spouse, your children. Like the money is endless in the service. Like they have it and you get benefits just it's better than any medical dental services that we would ever think of. It's just a lot of different benefits and you owe it to yourself to make that a viable option as a career or offer it up to your children. And I know what you're thinking, like military, because most people think like, OK, combat up for upfront, uh, basic training, traumatizing to the kid, abuse. Um, and I can't say they were putting on for us because they didn't know when we were coming, how we were going to come, when we were going to observe what. So we saw uh, soldiers who were day zero, zero meaning they just got off the bus. And then we saw day ones, day threes. We also saw week nine of basic training soldiers. And what I can tell you is that just as everything in life has changed, like, OK, things aren't what they used to be. People so sensitive. Things aren't as hard for these kids as they were for us. It's the same. So when you still thinking about the military, like when your daddy was in it or your grandparents, that is not the same military. They were supposed to be doing um, like exercises or combat training outside. And it really wasn't a hot day. I'm talking, we're still in spring. This Georgia. I mean, we in the South, but it ain't 90 something degrees yet. It's more like high 70s, maybe 80 at best. Um, and so, yes, it was hot that day, but not like, oh, I'm gonna pass out hot. They took them inside because they said it was too hot for them to be out there on the sand because normally they would or even on the concrete under the shaded area. So I'm telling you, it ain't what you think. Now, are they harsh? Of course, there was a guy with a black eye because they took a punch to the face the day before. But somebody who's like trained in MMA and not trained as in, OK, I was trying to do that for real. It was a. A fitness thing for me I was doing the training to just get more in shape but either way we had to take punches to the gut and learn how how to build our core to be strong to be able to take a punch so I understand the concept of them learning how to get take a punch to the face so I didn't personally see anything wrong with that just because I've done some sort of combat training and I understand or self-defense how you might need to get choked to know how to get out of choke <laughs> you get what I'm saying that sense of urgency different when your airways is being compressed so I get that that wasn't what it's for me but it was different um the only thing to me that I would say was the same as what you may think when you watch tv was like the living quarters that looked exactly like any military movie you saw with the bunk beds and their steel and the way their shoes are lined and uh the bedding and how they make their beds like that and how the room looked period was the same as a movie Outside of that, nothing was the same. Not the dining experience because we got to eat with the soldiers. None of that. It was like any other cafeteria, like any other cafeteria. Like if you went into a cafeteria and they got like a salad bar and you got options, like what you want? You want the lasagna or do you want the rice and the spaghetti? They don't even feed them when they're like training them those whole like, you know, those military packs of food that we remember seeing from our people. No, the man said those kids get served Jimmy Dean. He was like, that's just too much. We can't. 
So again, not what you think at all. And so if you your child wants to do it, I would say talk to your local recruiter, get more information. But just for me and those that week I was there, it really is not what you think and it's not what it's used to. You got to think some of the drill sergeants weren't even 30 yet. Some of them were like 28. So these are still the people that are not our generation. They're like my daughters. They still millennials. They didn't come up in that whole like we got to sweat and, you know, break our backs. They're still like the microwave generation. They still came up with you know, cell phones and internet and social media and all this other stuff. So things just aren't, they're not going to view things like our parents did or their parents did. So that's enough about that. I went on about a 10 minute rant, but that's my shout out to the military. That's my shout out to the army uh, for what they did for me for these last weeks. So that's my tidbit. If you want to learn more information about that, let me know. I actually have a lot of great resources. I got a lot of cool stuff. I got to shoot a gun. No, it wasn't. Well, yes, it was the real gun in that it was the same weight, same model. It just shot blanks because we were doing a simulation, but I was nice. Just say that I was nice. <laughs> um, and we got, I got into like a tank. It's a simulation simulation of a tank but the uh what am I trying to say dimensions were the same so when I tell you some of them were like close and just tight I was like oh my god um I, I would be claustrophobic and he said that the guy who was training us said that a lot of people learned that they're claustrophobic with those things so it was, I couldn't get any pictures inside the tank of course because of the design and you know security or whatever but they took a couple pictures of me getting inside some of the simulations and so it was really fun I really had a great time so shout out to the U.S. Army and uh my recruiters in, in my local area for Army for uh inviting me to the educators tour I had a really good time so this week is actually spring break and I am headed on a cruise for the first time, believe it or not, because I just for that same reason, I don't really think I'm claustrophobic, but I I don't like to be closed where I can't move. And in my mind, I feel like my airways are being restricted. I don't like not being able to stretch out and the idea that I'm stuck in a position that I can't get out of makes my anxiety go to the roof. And I not that I have anxiety, but I get it in that moment. So me being on a boat is to me the same concept, even though it's larger and I probably won't feel like that. That's what I thought. So I never wanted to sign up for one. And most of them were like really long. Um, but this one is only going to be uh, three days, two nights. So I think that's the perfect introductory into cruise life for me. So we're going to see what this is about. So I'll be leaving for that really soon. Um, but I had a good time. And again, I learned a lot about myself because this is me doing this travel thing by myself and um, I, which I usually don't do. So I was a little nervous about flying alone, not flying in general, just being like by myself on this. But once I got there, of course, there were some other people from my area that I was able to link up with. So the where I back wouldn't be uh, wasn't as long. But anyway. Enough about my trip there. Again, moving forward, I just expect to have a great little time. But what I really wanted to talk about about my trip to Columbus was what I learned about people. You know, I have... I think my sister mentioned this on the last episode about how she's big on accountability. And I remember when I first started this podcast, I said the same thing. I wanted to promote accountability, make sure that people understand that they have to look within before they can go anywhere else. Before you look at the other person, other people, situations and circumstances, you got to really dig deep to figure out yourself and the role you play in every aspect of your life. And I agree with that. That is something that I am too big on. So when I've gone to therapy, I can't really say that 
I've had an opportunity to test myself to see if I have truly grown. You know, when you're dealing with people that you know, you already know what they do that triggers you. So you already anticipate it and you can prepare yourself to not get upset about them, to respond differently because you've learned those things because you go to therapy and you're bringing up things that about what you're dealing with in the moment or what you have dealt with. But either way, the people in your life, you know them well enough to know, again, anticipate what they're going to say, how they're going to say it, their responses, their non-responses. But this was me being around. I mean, when I say I was around a bunch of people I did not know, for entire week all day because this is like not like you're in your office you get to close your door I'm talking about we left at eight and we didn't get back to the room until like almost five and then it was just a shower change so we all can go to dinner together that's right every night we all went to dinner together so it was a lot (laughs) and so I realized that therapy really does work and I'm not just saying that and I know I've said that before but it was my first time having to test out my the way I respond to people, how I receive information, how I analyze other people, I have really changed. And I don't think I recognized that until I had been, again, forced to be around people that did not know me. Normally, there was a lot of people that self-disclose. You know, you start to talk, you be around people. I learned a lot about people. Too much information, I thought. You know, people who had lost their loved ones, people who wanted husbands and couldn't find them, and their struggles with previous relationships and all kind of shenanigans. I mean, you would just not imagine. The old me would have felt compelled to share my story in order to bond more, to feel like, okay, well, because they shared something, I need to share something so that they can they can see that I understand and I have compassion because I too have experienced life woes. But I didn't feel like that. I'm just like, oh, great. You know, I was able to empathize without feeling like I had to share. And not that I couldn't, but... To me, I've learned that sometimes that sharing only comes if it relates to what they're talking about. Everything that they were talking about, nothing that I went through, I felt like directly related and it wasn't anything worth sharing. And I had that, you know, I asked myself, is this going to help this person with what they're saying that they're dealing with? And if it wasn't going to benefit, um, then it wasn't any purpose. You know, is it going to give from it or is it going to take away from the situation? And that's what I was asking in myself in my head, really sharp, quick. That went like a serious thinking. It was just like, what am I sharing this for? Is this going to benefit them or not? And if it wasn't, I didn't share. And I felt so much more peace. It was just a, a relief and a sigh. And I just felt more peaceful and relaxed in this process because I didn't feel pressure to, Uh, offer up information, to share information, to um, self-disclose. I just didn't feel it. And also people that did trigger me, there was this one lady that was confident, but outwardly, like I feel like the loudest person in the room is the person with the most insecurities because it was just, to me, I saw it as look at me. Everything was like, why wouldn't I think that of myself? You know, of course I think I'm gorgeous. Of course I'm, you know, I'm beautiful. I mean, and then it was a control of the situation. Why do we have to do this? Why can't we do this? Even though we all signed up on the premises that this was a pre-planned tour and that there were things that are already aligned and they gave us an itinerary, what we would be doing for every hour. So to think that you could deviate from that just because you felt like it or you thought there was a better way to do X, Y, Z. To me, it wasn't appropriate and... She just came across a little diva, diva-ish. And, um, but of course I didn't say anything. I offered up, you know, like 
certain things, the suggestions, I would say, I would just be like, well, you know, they already planned this. So I understand it could be different, but you know, a lot of times these people have to go with orders and if that if that's what's been ordered, then that's the way they have to do it or either probably get permission if they're going to deviate from the plan. And I'm sure they don't want to go through all of that red tape. So I said things like that to kind of mellow it out. But it was like a complaint type of vibe from that person. And although I didn't feel like I don't want to talk to this person or be around them, I just I always say this, but you never know how other people perceive you because I'm pretty sure she doesn't think that she is a Debbie Downer or a complainer. She probably doesn't see herself that way, but that's how I saw her. Just like we all saw this lady there that was extremely talkative, although we were very sensitive because that was one of the ones that had lost her husband and during the pandemic and, you know, she was kind of alone. So I understood why she was talkative, but that didn't mean that we all didn't think that. And I'm the talker. So to feel like I wasn't the one, I was just like, oh my God, I am better. I don't even talk as much as I used to talk. I I have changed. That was really eye-opening. But the biggest thing I knew is that I started, I have not started, I have started to have been doing um, that little, that was all jacked up. But what I'm trying to say is, I now listen to just listen. I don't listen with my feelings. I don't respond with my feelings. I respond with logic. I listen to understand. I think about what it is that the person is telling me before I respond. I don't let my emotions get the best of me. I also don't speak passionate about something when it's not necessary, if that makes any sense. Um, at the end of the day, a debate, and this isn't what happened to me, but I'm just saying a debate about who's the best basketball player is not benefiting any of us because we're both going to speak passionately about the person who we're a fan of and nobody's going to back down from that. So to argue that, to hope that the person sees your point of view, they will never. So although it may be harmless fun in the barbershop, sometimes people can't see past that and now they deem you as ignorant because you like Kobe and they feel like Jordan is the best player of all time it's just those pointless discussions well they're not even discussions they turn into arguments sometimes or just that pointless and so I see that I've learned that because a lot of the petty complaining type of conversation I didn't engage in that and I know that I am at work every day but I'm again around the same people and although we've had change in employees it's still pretty much my comfort zone it's my work spot I've been in that office for years I've been in that space so I'm operating on a normal a sense of normalcy kind of like a routine at that place so I'm still being myself but taking my completely out of my comfort zone and a totally neutral place for everybody because nobody was from that area and then us having to just respond and react as who we are as individuals was just very interesting and so frankly the fact of the matter is I came here to tell you that you all need to go to therapy number one (laughs) but number two start listening and start responding with the feelings being left out of it. And I know you say like, okay, I want people to understand where I'm coming from, but sometimes it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Sometimes it isn't about you for real. And a lot of times you can experience things so much more if you just remove you. And when I say that, I don't mean like who you are as an individual. I just mean like your passions and your feelings about something, because sometimes that doesn't matter, especially when you're dealing with multiple people in the situation and yet you want somebody to isolate just your feelings and be concerned with them or only I remember that same lady that I said complained a lot um because we ate we had to eat lunch 
well, in some cases breakfast, but breakfast was on our own and we weren't getting a ride to go to where we were going until like eight. So we had to eat breakfast there and there was a restaurant attached to the hotel. So they had like, um, all you can eat breakfast. And I did that the first morning, but when I realized it was like 16 bucks and I don't eat meat and all I really could eat was grits, eggs, and the potato wedges. It wasn't worth $16 for me to get up every morning to do that, even though it was all you can eat. I ain't going to eat but one time, like one set at a time, one plate of eggs, grits, and that's it. Um, I didn't do it anymore. So I didn't eat anything. I just drank coffee. So everybody was just kind of on their own. Long and short, they all learned that I didn't eat meat because they were just like, where are we going to eat from when we got like the food courts? And I was like, well, I have to find something that... Um, I can eat and, uh, because I don't eat, you know, meat. Um, well, I'm a pescatarian, so I do eat seafood, but rarely in a food court where you find someplace that you can really get besides like maybe, you know, fried fish or shrimp or something. And I didn't want any of that. So long and short, that's what they learned. So fast forward to the last night that we had, and we went out to eat. She wanted to go, she as in the coordinator of this, uh, tour wanted to go to a fine dining spot. And, uh, she was like, well, Miss Gora, we thought about you. And you know, this place has a, a vegetarian menu. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So when we got there and the lady that was doing the complaining, she didn't like what she saw on the menu. She was just like, I don't even know why we're here. Uh, I don't like anything on this menu. This doesn't even feel like fine dining. Um, You know, we only came here because she said that it had a vegetarian menu for you. But I don't even see anything vegetarian on this menu that she just brought me. So it made me feel like she was trying to say we were at this bad restaurant because of me. And honestly, I kept telling them the whole time, don't choose where we go to eat based on me. Because I this is not my first time being a vegetarian. I have been not eating like meat since about five years ago, or maybe not quite five, but almost. Um, so not for me. I'm used to eating off the sides menu because at first I was vegan for at least a year. And then I went into vegetarian for about a year and a half too. And then I went into pescatarian. I just got bored because I wasn't choosing this lifestyle for health reasons. I did it just because I watched uh, What the Health and on Netflix. I think I've told you that guys that before and I got grossed out. So I just stopped eating it cold turkey. So it's not like I'm allergic. It's not like it's going to do something to my health. I don't have any health issues. I don't have no high blood pressure. I'm not pre-diabetic. I'm not none of that. The only health benefit to me that uh, when I stopped eating meat was that I no longer have pain in my shoulder. I have two tears in my rotator cuff and I could not move my arm above my head without pain. So I used to have to go get those I don't know, what do you call it? Cortisones. I'm probably saying that wrong, but y'all know what I mean. The shots that you get in your arm to help you with your mobility whenever you're suffering from some sort of uh, pain in your muscles or whatever. So I had to go get those shots every three months just to be able to function normal. And since I've stopped eating meat, I no longer have pain and my mobility has come back because of course they say that meat can cause inflammation. So there's no longer inflammation in my shoulder. So there's no more pain. And of course, because I don't feel pain, I can reach it off. Now, sometimes it's stiff. I'm not going to say that I don't get stiff and I don't feel like, you know, tightness in it, but definitely not to the point where I need to go somewhere and I definitely don't need the shots and my mobility is there. So that actually has been a benefit uh, of me being a pescatarian slash vegetarian. And uh, so I stick with it. But long and short, I didn't like that because that really wasn't for me. And um, 
I kind of dug in a little bit because, you know, she, I said, well, what did you eat yesterday? Because we went to another restaurant that day and she said she had just shrimp and grits. So I said, well, this place has shrimp and grits. So for you, you said you didn't see anything that you liked, but they have the same thing that you ate yesterday. So why not just get that? Maybe it's a different flavor from, you know, the last time a lot of people put different things in there. So of course that's what she ate. And then when she got it, she frowned up and I was like, well, how did it taste? This, mm, I didn't like it. You know, I said, well, was it better than yesterday? It's about the same, but you just said you liked the restaurant yesterday. So that right there was the seal stamp that said this girl just like to complain. I'm gonna just let her do her thing. But I was just very proud of myself and I was happy at my progress and I got to see a different side of me. So I say that to say, get out of your comfort zone because that was out of my comfort zone. Um, I know it doesn't appear that I'm a shy individual because you guys are hearing me in my comfort zone being like bubbly, energetic, or just sharing things about myself. But honestly, I am an extroverted introvert. I am loud and excited and like all in your face when I know you and I'm very comfortable. And even if I don't know you and you make me feel comfortable because sometimes that's just the energy people give off, then I can be very outgoing. But in other cases, I'm more so of the observant in the group. I like to sit back and see what everybody else is doing, saying and how they're behaving before I kind of bring out who I am. So probably on the last night, I got a little kind of like extra myself with one of the ladies that I felt like we vibe the best. Like she and I seem to be more, have more in common, which wasn't a likely uh, relationship. I didn't see that we would probably be friends like hanging out. But if I had to pick one person, it probably would have been that person that I would have hung out with because we had the same humor which means a lot to me when you can understand my humor and get with my jokes. So uh, she and I had the same humor and that works well for me. So um, again, get out of your comfort zone. That's the message of the day. That's the uh, the fact, frankly, the fact that the matter is uh, statement of the day is to get out of your comfort zone. I think that it's important to see how you react in different situations. And if you don't put yourself in different situations, you won't know the things that you've learned, how far you've grown, if you just kind of keep yourself stuck and stagnant. So, and that doesn't just mean, you know, you're going out and hanging with different people. That could mean you need a job change. That could mean you need to move. That could mean you need to I don't know, change relationships. I have no idea. My point is that you need to get out of your comfort zone at some time and you'll learn some things about yourself. Maybe it'll be some bad things about yourself. Maybe it'll be some good things about yourself. All in all, it'll be a learning experience. So I got to go pack. But that's my time, guys. I appreciate you guys listening to me. And until next week, bye. Bye.